praise. What a wonderful day. What a wonderful new year. What a wonderful God we serve. Let's just take time to say, Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. turn to our scripture, Luke chapter 18. This time I'm just going to read one verse. The first verse, Luke chapter 18, reading verse 1. The deacons have read it, ministers have read it, a parable associated with this particular saying. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you. We love you and adore you. We ask now that you speak to us as nobody can but you. Open our ears that we may hear our minds, that we may understand our hearts, that we might believe. Spirit of the living God, just fall fresh on us. And we will give you praise, we'll give you honor, we'll give you glory. Bless now in Jesus' name. Amen. Ponder about this on this first Sunday of this new year, this first day and first Sunday of the new year, 2017. What was the single most important thing that we can do in this new year? What, what is it that is passed out want to get across to us for 2017? What benchmark do we want to set? What is it that you want to say you heard on the very first Sunday of this new year and be able to take it with you everywhere you go? Jesus said, we must always pray. Yeah. Jesus said we must always pray. If I had a subject, it would be, it's time to pray. Jesus said we must always pray. Paul called to be an apostle in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, we find his words. It says, be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Jesus says we must always pray. Paul says pray continually or pray without ceasing. James suggests that we lack what we need many times because we fail to ask God for it. In James 4, chapter 4, verse 2, it says, you want something but don't get it. You kill, you covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. Yeah. Pray. Talk to the one who can make a difference. I know we like talking to folk about different stuff. But there's one we ought to talk to if we want to see the transformation. One songwriter put it this way. 
I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. And the question is, why must you tell Jesus? Because Jesus can help me. Have you ever just talked to folk that can't help you? Have you ever just wrote stuff out there to folk that care less about what you were writing and blogging about? But it says, I must tell Jesus. Why? Because Jesus can do something about it. Jesus can help me. And the song says, Jesus alone. I just want to ask this morning as we start this year off, have you taken time to talk with Jesus? Have you spent time talking with Jesus? And if you tell me, yes, you spent time talking to Jesus, I'm going to ask you, well, what did he say? Because they didn't talk about did you just take time telling Jesus all about it, did you take time to listen to what he had to say back to you? A conversation, did you take time to him the response? And, and, and when you say, well, yeah, I talked to him, but he didn't respond. There was no response. No response. Hmm. Well, do with Jesus what you do with everybody else. If you don't get a response, keep on asking. Yeah, I, I know some folk that may ask for a ride. And um, if I don't respond to the text, they're going to text again. I don't respond to that text, they'll text again. If I respond to the text, they're going to text again on what they want, not what I just said. And then if I don't respond right by text, then they call. And they want to make sure I understand what the text was, that what they want, and when they want it, and how they want it, and when they want it. Uh, I just look at this text, and I begin to look at how there's some lessons in this passage about the parable that coincides with what, how we can be more in 2017 than we were in 2016. Just a few things I want to point out to you, and I'm done. I want us to have a talk with Jesus, yes, but there's some things about prayer I want us to be very um, understanding, I want us to understand and be very on point about. One is we should pray persistently. Jesus said we should always pray and not faint. King James, it says we should always pray and not faint. NIV, we should always pray and not give up. It means we should pray and hang in there. Yeah, pray, believing, and trusting. Pray and hang in there. Pray and keep praying. In this parable, it talks about a widow. And, and notice how it talks about a judge being an unjust judge. Now, in parables, you just come, you, you use a parable to get a heavenly meaning. You don't take the parable and dissect it and take the parable to be the truth, that you're trying to get truth from the parable, but you're trying to get a lesson from the parable. So in this parable, when it talks about a judge and it being an unjust judge, we will equate the contrast between the unjust judge and the just God that we serve. But if the unjust judge can be um, constantly asked of a widow for getting justice, and she keeps going back and going back and going back, he said, well, let me just grant her what she wants before she wears me down. Uh, it really talks about, in the Greek, when that comes out to it, it kind of says, until she gives me a black eye. Now, it doesn't mean that she's going to physically go up to the judge and hit him, but it's saying that she could destroy his character. She could begin to wear his character down. And the judge, of course, didn't care about what the other people thought, but he wanted to do it before he would get wearied. Another interpretation of that by black eye is that she would come to him so much that he wouldn't be able to sleep. 
And if he didn't get sleep, he would get black eyes under, uh, rings under his eyes from being wearied by her constantly saying to him, I need justice in the morning. I need justice in the noonday. I need justice at night. And she kept on until she wore down this unjust judge. Now, understand this. When we say in contrast, God is not unjust. He's one who loves us and he cares for us. He's a just God. He's a just judge. And he knows our every needs. It's not saying that we pray to him to wear him down, but he's saying if you could wear down an unjust judge, then why not be consistent and persistent enough and constantly making your request known unto God that as you make your request known unto him, he can always hear and answer prayer. Now, many times you're persistent about what you're praying for. Many times as we pray, God has already answered our prayers and we don't even know he answered them. I said, sometimes he's answered our prayers and we don't know he's answered because we haven't taken the time to listen and to look around us. Sometimes we've asked God to bring us or to send us that that we need and he'll send it to us. And the very thing he sent us, we look at it like, I don't want that. That ain't what I asked for. Yeah, it is what you asked for. It just didn't come like you thought it ought to come. Lord, give me patience. Lord, give me patience. Lord, give me patience. And you get another child. Lord, give me patience, give me patience, give me patience. You get a promotion on your job and everybody get on your nerves. Many times you just got to take time to sit and listen and understand in your persistence that God is answering prayer. And many of what we see as God delays is God has answered our prayer, but it takes us time to grow to the point where he needs us to get to to be able to accept what he sent our way. Yeah, that, that prayer, you know, Lord, let me hit. I could use a million dollars right about now, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Come on, Jesus. When I hit, I'm going to pay off everything First African Baptist Church ever needed. When I hit, I'm going to make sure we pay in the church. When I hit, we're going to just take care of everything. You got to worry about nothing. We're going to pay all the bills off. When I hit, the Lord said, if you just pay your tithe right now, you might just be making $100, but if you just give 10 right now, you might not have but $10, but if you give one right now, your prayer has already been answered. Just be faithful with what you already have. Please, Tillman, thank you. We should pray persistently, but always while we're praying, we also should be looking and knowing that God hearing and answering our prayers, even as we pray. But not only should we pray persistently, we should pray with purpose. Yeah. Well, why pray? Well, you don't pray just because. You're not praying because pastor said pray and because Jesus said pray. We're praying with purpose. We're praying with a goal in mind. We're praying because there's something that we realize that heaven can answer and heaven can help us with. And when we're praying, we're praying with purpose, but our number one purpose ought to be God's purpose. Our will ought to be lost in his will. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Many times we're praying and we're praying persistently, but we got to make sure that we're praying in step with God. That we're looking, God, what is it that you desire? What is it that you want for my life? 
What is it that you want for those around me? How do you want me to impact those who you love and you care about? How do you want me to deal with my enemies? How do you want me to deal with my friends? How do you want me to deal with my family? How do you want me to deal with my coworkers? How do you want me to deal with my schoolmates? How do you want me to deal with all around me, God? How can you use me to get your will done? And then when we're saying, God, I'm seeking your will, I got a purpose in my prayer because there's a destination I'm looking for and I know that God can hear and answer the prayer. We're praying, Lord, help us to be one. I've heard that many times, the first African Baptist Church, Lord, put us on one accord, put us on one accord. And, and I guess and we're praying that, we're praying and say, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Have you ever recognized sometimes that when you're praying and you're praying on folk and you're praying for folk to change and you're praying for situations to change, you're praying for something else to get better and all God is trying to tell you, they don't need to change, you need to change. Let me transform your heart. Let me transform your mind. And as we all begin to work together, God's will can be done each and every day in what God plans on doing in and through us. We ought to pray with purpose, pray with a goal in mind, praying that God can move and make and transform our lives and transform the lives of those around us. Do you know there are some people that are just waiting on some other folk to just smile at them? See, we think they mean but if you would just smile at them, you'll see them smile back at you. We, we, we think folk don't care, but, but sometimes you got to be the one to care first, and then you see the caring in other folk heart. I've noticed young people today, some young people today really have this, this, this mentality that we could not afford to have when I was growing up. And the mentality that they have now that we could not afford to have was, for adults, is that I respect you if you respect me. Oh, that's true today, y'all. A lot of young people that if, if you respect me, then I respect. You don't get respect automatically just because you're older. They'll walk past you, <laughs> walk through you. But, but if they understand that, that you respect them, then they will give you respect. Now, of course, you know when I was growing up, that we didn't have that issue. Yeah, you're you going to respect every adult regardless. I don't care what they're stationed in life. I don't care if they've been drinking all night long. I don't care what they've done and how they've done. I don't care if they've been in jail or out. If whatever they said, you were going to respond with a yes, ma'am, or a yes, sir, or no, ma'am, or no, sir. And you were going to do what they told you to do, when they told you to do it, the way they told you to do it. And if they did whip you in the middle of the street, you weren't about to go home and tell mama. Okay, why wouldn't you go tell mama? Because mama will whip you too. <laughs> but we understand this is in our life. As, we, as cultures change and everything, we begin to work in such a way that we realize that what God has placed in us as those who come to know the Lord, he's placed within us the desire to do his will, to be about his business. So yes, we are to be the ones to love first. Yes, we are to be the ones to forgive first. Yes, we are to be the ones to reach out and smile first. Yes, we are to be the ones to take on whatever the hardship is and do our best to let others see Christ in us that they may be transformed by the renewing of their mind. So yes, we must pray persistently and we must pray with purpose. Last, I want to know that we should also pray with passion. Why not convince yourself that you really believe that prayer works? Woo! If, if you can't believe within yourself that prayer works, 
Why do you expect God to believe that you believe? If you can't convince you when you pray, Lord, I thank you. I'm just so grateful. Oh, no, no. Lord, Lord, Lord. Lord, if you, yeah, Lord, bless mama, bless them, bless, bless everybody, God, bless them, thank you, God. Amen, God, I thank you. I love it when folk pray with passion. Now, now, now see, don't, 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 don't get caught up. I'm not saying having to pray loud. I'm saying to pray with passion. You have a purpose in mind when you're praying. You, you, you have a desire in mind. You, you desire that God's will will be done. And, and, and it's like when you want something for somebody else. Have, 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 have you ever really desired something from somebody else and you went to talk to them about it? And you wanted them to see that you really wanted what you were talking about? That's what I'm talking about when you pray to God. I, I, I hate to put on blast because I very seldom put my family out there like this, but, but I, I'm going to do it because she's here. If she wasn't here, I wouldn't do it, but she's here this morning, so I'm going to do it. Lord, yeah, you're blessed right now. I never forget one day when she came home, and I forgot what the, all the details were about it because I'm going to get the details wrong. I forgot all details. But, but I remember for some reason we were not going to allow her to dance or not to be in a dance class or something that she wanted to do. And I'm not sure the age she was, must have been about seven, eight. Well, she was very young. She was a child. And, and we, we made a decision she wasn't going to do it or whatever else. And she came back in the room. And she said, well, Mom, Dad, all I ever wanted to do was just dance. And that came out of blue. It came out of nowhere. And we said, okay. <laughs> but 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 when I make it, you you had instances when you really wanted what you wanted. And, and let me say about Lord, I thank God for you saw her dance last night. We thank God for her dancing. Yes, to God be the glory. I, I, they talked about it this morning on the prayer call, and others talked about it. But what I'm saying to us is, is is that when we're praying, when we're talking to God, the one who answers prayer and hears prayer. We ought to go to him persistently, yes. We ought to go with purpose, yes. But we ought to go with passion. Don't just go to God because you say, well, it's time to pray. So I'm just going to pray because it's time to pray. We ain't got nothing else to do right now. Oh, I got some food in front of me. So I guess I'm going to say a prayer since the food is here. If nobody watching, then I think I'll pray. God is great. God is good. And we thank him for our food. And I don't know why, but I, had one, I remember one time I used to always say, by his head, we all are fed. <laughs> Give us, Lord, our daily bread. I guess it rhymed, head, fed, bread. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes we're praying and not even thinking about what we're praying. We're just letting the words roll out. But listen, I'm saying today, think about who we're talking to. And think about what you're petitioning. Now, it is true. Even if you don't get all your words right, even if you don't put the right comma and the, and, the, and the right way of saying it, even if your thought process is off, 
It is very true if your passion is in place and your desire, your heart's desire is in place. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will catch whatever you're praying and will fix it and give it before the throne of God in such a way that God knows exactly what you're praying about. That's what I'm talking about, having a passion within you, a burning within you. And God will hear and answer our prayers. He'll do it because he loves us. He'll do it because he cares for us. He's not doing it because we wore him down like the unjust judge. But he's doing it because we took time to go to him. And Jesus says we ought always pray. That doesn't mean you always ought to have your eyes closed 24 hours a day. That you should always have your hand clapped together. It's saying that your whole attitude in life ought to be a prayerful attitude. You should always be positioned that you're talking with God. And we're not talking about these long, drawn-out prayers that's designed to impress other people. We're talking about a prayer where you're going to the throne of God and letting God know your very desires when your very desires is caught up in His very desire so His will can be done to you. He created every last one of us for particular tasks in this world. And don't you think that you're in the wrong place or the wrong family or the wrong circumstance or the wrong situation. Don't think something is wrong about where you are. No, you're right where God needs you to be. You've been strategically placed. And all the stuff you've gone through, you've gone through that for a reason and for a purpose. All the things you went through in 2016, you went through that for a purpose. Everything that's happened in your life has happened for a purpose. And it says, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are the called according to his purpose. Your job is not to figure out why you've gone through what you've gone through. Your job is to love God with everything you have, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, all the, everything you have within you. God, I love you, God. I love you, God. I thank you, God. You ought to tell the Lord you love him with passion. You ought to tell him from everything within you how much you love him and care for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. And if you hear the day and you say, well, I don't know the Lord like that, you can. Because he knows you like that. He knows everything about you. And I know when we're getting settled like this, we kind of get, get caught off guard when we say God knows everything about you. You're like, ooh, really? Everything? Uh-huh, everything. And if we know that we all have sinned, we know we've all messed up. And we go straight to that stuff that we wish God didn't know. But the fact that he knows it and he's still waiting on us to talk to him about it. He knows that you know. And he wants you to know that he knows. But he wants you to know that you know and he knows doesn't mean that because he knows, he doesn't care. You know he knows and he cares. You know he knows and he cares and he loves us in spite of what he knows about us. He loves us so much that he wants to hear from us. You know, some folk will love you at some point, and you can mess up. I say, some folk will love you. They can eat you up. You like the best thing since sliced bread. But you fool around and mess up. You like bread that's been in the toaster all day long, and then they took it out of the toaster, put it in the oven, and then burnt two or three times over. But God still loves us, and he's yearning to hear from us no matter what our circumstance and situation is. That's why we come to this table to remember that he died for our sins. That's why we get excited about communion. That's why we get excited about the fact that what he did for all of us. That's why I get excited almost every Sunday morning about the fact that he came through 42 generations. I get excited 
that he came and walked in this earth and went about doing good. I get excited because he took on your sins and my sins, allowed him to put nails in his hands and nails in his feet with a crown of thorns on his head and on the cross because he loved you so much, on the cross because he loved me so much, he died. But the story doesn't stop with the fact that he died. It tells us he stayed in the grave. And early on that third day, early on Sunday morning, he got up from the grave with power, power over the grave, victory over death. And that's the gospel story. He loves us. He took on our sins. He died that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He ascended into heaven and he's coming back again for his church. So what am I saying to us today? I'm saying let's pray. It's time to pray that God will guide us, keep us, and strengthen us. I, I'll be doing more about prayer this month, but, but I, I'm going to just hit on something real quick and I'm done. Because somebody there might say, well, Pastor, I don't know how to pray. Every time I start praying, I get kind of caught up in, and confused about what I'm saying or why I'm saying what I'm saying. Well, let, let me give you X as a way of doing it. A-C-T-S. We've done this before a number of times. X, A-C-T-S, like the book of X. X, if you pray using X, you will never go wrong. If you looked at the, the model prayer, it's, it's modeled after that as well. X, A, the first thing, is you start with adoration. You begin to adore God. Lord, I thank you. Lord God, you're a wonderful God. You're a master's God. You're a holy God. You, you, you adore him. You, you begin to, to look at his greatness, his, his wonder, and you just begin to think about who he is. And you begin with, with that adoration, adoration unto God. And then after you adore him and, and, and at least come to the door and acknowledge that he's God and he's God all by himself, once you acknowledge that, then next is C, confession. And you will confess before God, of course, that we haven't been everything we ought to be. Don't go before God haughty and say, God, now that I got your attention, I got a few questions I want to ask you. I want to know why you did such and such. No, no, no. You want to go before God confessing who you are, your sins, confessing that you realize that you are not worthy but you're grateful for his worthiness, that he would take time because of what Christ did. He would take time to hear and respond to our very prayers. You confess whatever you've done in your life. Now, when you're doing a confession thing, I'm not saying get up here Sunday morning when deacons get up here and start praying. I'm not saying get up here publicly and start confessing all your stuff where everybody can hear it. That ain't what I'm talking about, y'all. But you need to go ahead and talk to the Lord because, number one, he already knows it. And number two, he just want to make sure that you know that he knows and you're okay with letting him know because he ain't going to tell nobody else. So you have adoration and a moment of confession and then next come Thanksgiving. After you adore him and after you confess, then you go to Thanksgiving and say, Lord, I just thank you. You, you just thank him for everything you could possibly think of, how he brought you through. Just, just thank him for him being God all by himself. You just take your time to thank him. You got what you want to thank him for. I got what I want to thank him for. We all got some things we want to thank him for. You say, I can't think of nothing to really thank God about. Well, when you get to a point where you can't think of anything to thank God about, just take another breath. And you ought to thank him for that breath. You can thank him because the Bible says that everything that has breath ought to praise the Lord. But in your thanking him, you can thank him for what he's already done, what he's doing right now. You could even thank him for what you know he's about to do. And then after you adore him and after you confess before him and you do thanksgiving, then you get to supplication. Pastor, what is supplication? That's a big word. What is supplication? That means you're going to ask him what you want to ask him. You go ahead and say, Lord, I need this. Lord, I want that. Lord, I want this and what that. But be careful. When you're asking him for what you want, 
make, make sure you're doing your best to make sure that you know that it's something that will give him glory. You know it's something that will give him praise. You know it's something that will come out because he already knows our heart desire. And I truly do believe if we'll pray like the Lord will want us to pray and we'll confess like the Lord wants us to confess and we'll adore him like he wants us to adore him and we will thank him like he wants us to thank him. I know that he will supply all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. I might have not, not enough to supply your needs and others may not have enough but God has everything and he's sitting on high. He's looking low and he wants to supply everything for us. I've seen sometimes and I try to get this idea and this notion over to some people who look at me as Pastor Tillman and, and been pastoring the First African Baptist Church as long as I have and have a pretty decent name in the city and I've seen people will come to me and ask me for certain things and I say, well, have you prayed about it? And they said, well, no, Pastor, I'm just asking you. <laughs> I said, but there's something better higher than me. And I'm not being flippant when I say that to them. Because people have, have seen how the Lord has used me to help in many different situations. And I have to say to them, no, I know you're confident in calling Pastor Tillman. I, I know you're confident in calling somebody who may have some position and some authority and may know some folk. But I want you to know that whenever you call on Pastor Tillman to help you, Pastor Tillman got to call on the real pastor. And only when it gets done do you realize that God should get the glory because it was God who used me. And it's God, if you will be honest about it, it's God who used you. When you're able to help somebody who needs some food, it was God using you. When you're able to help somebody get shelter that didn't have a place to stay, it was just God using you to help them. Never get the big head and think it's all about me because of my position or because of my money or because of my connections. But it's all because of a God who sits high and looks low. I want us to understand that God loves us and God cares for us. So I admonish us to pray. I just admonish us to pray. Even as we talk with others, take time to talk with the Lord. Talk with God about everything we're doing, when we're doing it, how we're doing it. Talk with God that God can make the difference in your life. I know there's a witness here today of somebody who didn't know which way to turn, but they turned to Jesus. I know there's somebody here today that didn't know where the next dime was coming from, but they turned to the Lord. And just out of nowhere, something happened and it came about miraculously. I remember a story my daddy used to tell when he was preaching about a lady who was praying and as she was praying, she was speaking to the Lord and there was some gang members hanging outside her window and the window was open. They were just sitting out there, but they overheard her praying. And she said, Lord, I had to do something tonight that I've never had to do before. I had to send my children to bed hungry. There's no food in the house, God. I, I, I know you know about it, but I just, I just have to tell it to you, God. I've, I've never had to do that before. And, and God, I, I, I'm just asking, can you help us out? Because we need food, God. And, and, and I, I'm just bringing it before you. I, I just knew that, that you will make a way for us, God. And, and just, God, I'm not complaining. But please, please help me, God, so our children can have some food. And her son was supposed to be asleep, but he overheard mama praying. And he went on back to bed with tears in his eyes. Little gang members heard her, and they said, hey, I got an idea. Let's go buy some food for this lady. And let's take it 
and, and put it at the door. It rang. So they went to the grocery store, they bought a bunch of groceries, and they put it at the door, and they rang the doorbell and ran. The lady came out, got the food, and said, Lord, I thank you. Lord, you bless me. And they said, whoa, whoa, lady, whoa, lady. No, no, that wasn't God. We bought that food. She said, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. She said, the Lord sent it, but the devil delivered it. Oh, God will do what God got to do. And if you understand how God will just move in his own special way, our job is to pray and trust and believe. Our job is to have a talk with him. Tell him all about our troubles. He'll hear our faintest cry. He'll answer by and by. Yes, and when you feel a little prayer, we'll turn and you'll know that the fire is burning. Just have a little talk with Jesus. Make it right. Yeah. I once was lost in sin, and Jesus took me in. And then a little light from heaven filled my soul. It filled my soul with love, and it wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. And we'll tell him all about our trust. He will hear our faith. And he will answer by and by. Now when you feel a little prayer, we'll turn and you'll know the little fire is. Let us have a little talk with Jesus. Makes it right. I may have doubts and fears. My eyes be filled with tears. But Jesus is a friend who watches day and night. I'll go to him in prayer. He knows my every care. And just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Now let us have a little talk with Jesus. And we'll tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. And he by and by. Now when you feel a little prayer will turn and you'll know the little fire is burn. Let us have a little talk with Jesus makes it right. There may be those here on today that said I need not just to talk with Jesus I need him in my life. If you're here on today and you recognize that you want to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. We give you an invitation to walk down the aisles, give me your hand, give God your heart. Maybe others who've already accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, but do not have a church home. And on this first Sunday of the first of the 2017, the brand new year, we'd like to unite in fellowship with First African. We invite you to come. First invitation, come to Christ. Second invitation, if you've come to Christ, to come unite with First African Baptist Church. Won't you come? Now let us have a little talk. And we'll tell our trouble. Hear our face cry. 
Yeah. Oh.